A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I would like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast has been created the Gadigal and Bidjigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respects to Elders, past and present. Hi, I'm Ash London, reformed radio host and new mum. I'm knee-deep in this whole parenthood thing and every day I find myself with more questions than I had the day before. If you're like me and want to be a parent or are a parent, but also want to keep your own dreams and interests alive, then this podcast is for you. We'll speak to famous parents, experts, mates, and strangers off the internet as we figure out how to keep living our best lives, even when it feels like we have no idea what the hell we're doing. Welcome to New Mum Who Dis. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Cars24. Now, let me begin by explaining what exactly makes them different and why I'm partnering with them because, as you guys know, I don't often sponsor the podcast. I only do it when it makes sense and when it's a company I can get behind. First up, they're totally online and if you're anything like me, i.e. too busy to spend the day schlepping to car dealerships, then that is a win. Plus, for Metro customers in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, they'll deliver your car to you in seven days or less. Not bad. All cars come with a 300-point inspection and a six-month warranty, but the best part is you get a seven-day test drive. It's like trying on shoes and then wearing them around for the week to make sure they're actually comfortable before you part with your hard-earned cash. And if we are talking about hashtag mum life, imagine getting the car seat in there, making sure there's enough room for the pram and all that jazz before you commit to the car. How glamorous is my life? Now, the best part is they're having a sale this end of financial year. You can get up to five grand off a bigger ride for the family. So skip the dealership and get a quality used car online with Cars24. Hello, my loves. Welcome to episode two of Cool Mom Club. This is where I invite two of my mates, Abby and Violon, for a bit of a chat. We pretty much just get on here and talk shit about parenthood, which is what we do on a text line 24-7. Now we condense it into a 20-minute themed episode. So a bit of background, if you don't know, we all had our first babies within a couple months of each other, thank God, because every parent needs other new parents for a bit of a WTF moment most days. Today, we are talking about heading back to work and everything that kind of goes with that, especially the mum guilt, which I didn't think was a real thing. I was like, that is a made up thing. It's not made up. This is something I'm kind of about to face as soon as I weaned Buddy a couple of weeks ago or closed the milk bar, as I like to say, it's like the universe knew it was time and there's been a real shift in my life from kind of full-time mum not thinking about work or career or anything to potentially going back to work. It's been kind of confronting, to be honest, because the thought of staying home with Buddy and not working makes me sad, but the thought of leaving him and going off to work also makes me sad. I suppose it's another one of those motherhood things where whatever you choose, some sort of sacrifice is involved. Lucky for me, I'm one of many women in this boat. And now, as we call the second cool mom club to order, we can do a deep dive among friends. Hello. Good morning. 
maybe in a sentence, let's all describe our parenting journey this week. I'll start. We travelled on a plane, which means there was a lot of anxiety. He was fine. Didn't sleep on the plane, though. And it's like we went from Adelaide, where he was an amazing sleeper, sleeping through the night, to Sydney, where he no longer wants to sleep through the night and is being a little shit. So my parenting journey has been surprising in a bad way and quite exhausting. Abby? Uh, we went to Byron for a wedding and Ollie was the most best baby in the world he didn't cry he fell asleep during the reception oh you so smug I was oh so happy I was also like my baby's being quiet and your baby's yelling like during the ceremony and he was all cute with a bow tie and then he was linking he did like his first two hour nap and then a two and a half hour nap worked out perfectly for our first time ever going out for dinner with friends and then today he's decided that half an hour is long enough uh to sleep so it's great. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Bye. We moved to this week, so moving with a baby is um, very challenging and I wish that upon nobody. <laughs> also, we're dealing with the change of weather. So Finn's waking up throughout the night because he's cold and I'm just trying to get that balance of the heater, the tog, the clothes. I was talking about it last night, like, you know, how much more clothes he needs. It's so stressful because we're like in Adelaide, it was cold. So we had a heater on, but then his skin dried out from the heater. So then we had to get a humidifier, but then the humidifier blows the cool air. So it's like all night we're like <laughs> checking, oh, it's 22 degrees, but 60% humidity. Oh, oh God, it's gone down to 20 degrees, but the humidity's too low now because yes. the heat is too hot. It's a, like, that is stressful in itself, like far out. Like we can't, we couldn't get it right for so long. Oh, I put him in the bed with me. I, anyway, anyway, it's. I'm convinced it that for the for first four, three or four months of Buddy's life, he was severely underdressed because, <laughs> and you would always be like, oh, oh, Finn has five layers on. I'm like, no, nah, Buddy's just got a little summer suit. And now I'm like, holy shit, my child was probably freezing to death. That's why he was up all night. But he had cool clothes on and it looked cute. So cute. It's because we had the snow, though, and the snow fucks up your tog system because it's got its own snow sack. And, you you know, we're like, do I squaddle him in there? Anyway, I've learned now um, after eight. I think that's why he's actually started sleeping through the night because he's not cold anymore. Poor little darling. Now, we're all a mess this morning, so if you are listening, you will hear children in the background, but I'm presuming that only parents are listening to this at this point. So if you're a parent and you're offended by a child making noise in the background <laughs> of a podcast about parenting, then you need to check yourself. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about the return to work slash mum guilt. A bit of background, if you don't know, we all worked together in radio I think multiple radio shows between us all over the kind of course of our lives, but together on a breakfast radio show before we were mothers. It has been uh, eight months for Abby and I and 11 months for Violet. So Vi, I think you went back to work first, but we'll talk about the plan before baby came. We'll start with you, Vi. What was the plan for you around when the baby comes, going back to work? How was it all going to work in your mind? So I thought that I would have Finn. And within three months, I'd be back at work. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have nannies. I'm, he's going to be in daycare. <laughs> I'll be back at work. So you really thought three months? I, I probably thought, so I had been in July. No, June, sorry, June. And I thought I'd be back by January yeah, that okay. year. But then, okay. you know, the beginning of the year. And what about you, Abby? What was the ideal plan? 
I thought I would be back by six months and that he would be in childcare full time. And I'm now, like I'd said 12 months to work, but in my head I was like, dead set, I'll be back in six months time. I'm not going to be like obsessed with my child, any of that stuff, like work's my priority. And my, like Josh had said to me, no, babe, like think how obsessed you are with the dog. You'll become that obsessed with the child. And I was like, no, I know six months. And yeah, it's eight months and I'm still not looking forward to going back at all. And now what is it that makes you feel not forward to it? Is it the work? Is it being away from Ollie? Is it both? Uh, for me, it is that um, like every day I see him grow and I see him do something new and I want to be the person that experiences that. And I know like I've got friends that work in early child care and they say, you know, when they crawl or they walk or they do something for the first time, we don't tell you so that you think that you see it for the first time. Oh. And I just don't want to miss that. And I also, I struggle to think that, you know, leaving him with grandparents, um, like that he'll be away from me. And then I just struggle thinking leaving him with strangers and then like him forming a bond with them because I can't be there. So yeah. that's a big thing for me. That makes a lot of sense. And I, it's weird, but it makes sense that you didn't expect that to be the case. Because I think we're all very work orientated um obsessed with our jobs I think maybe I I think Violet you were the biggest surprise for me but maybe not because you're so obsessed with other people's children and so maternal but you're such a bulldog when it comes to work and being a boss bitch but you are completely obsessed with Finn so I was a bit like I don't know I thought you'd be more of an Abby like this is going to be very hard you went back to work first and you are a very obsessed mother, very hands-on. So how did that decision go? I should say that I I do breakfast radio, right? So I do start work at 4.30 and... It's a.m. for those people wondering. <laughs> <laughs> so I do get to be home, you know, by 11.30, 12 at the very latest at the moment. So I don't feel like I'm missing out too much mm with Finn because I get home and I get to play with him. How are you awake though? Like by 12 o'clock on breakfast radio hours, I'm ready for sleep. Yeah. Look, it's a challenge. Is it working for me? I don't know. At the moment I only do three days. And then, you know, the, the one thing I hate is everyone's always like, yeah, but you get to go home and you spend time with Finn. But it's like, yes, yes. I'm very fortunate that I get to go home and spend time with Finn. But Finn's full on. Like if yeah. you could see what he was doing now, you would both be bloody like, cool. you'd be like, call an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 it's just, I'm still in the transition phase. Yeah. I'm still just working what works, what doesn't work. He is booked in. He will be going to childcare in August for two days. Yeah, which is really hard. But I, I think it's very important for for me to for my brain to function um and to be happy and to be a better mum to have that separation and not just live breed thing which you know you can still do when you're working hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I am eight months out and I quit my job because I'm on air. It's a bit different and you don't kind of sub in and out of your career so much when you're, first of all, I'm a not an employee, so I don't get maternity leave. I couldn't. And the company were really good. They said, if you want to come back. But I was like you, Abby, and I think I, in the end, I just had no idea what kind of mum I was going to be. I had no idea if I would be like you and be like not ready to go back or I'd be ready. I didn't know whether I would enjoy motherhood even, like because I'm so selfish, right? So I just quit. I gave myself this, you know, open-ended, whatever. And then for me, it was all around, at the same time it all kind of happened, I weaned him off the boob at, at a month ago. And on a Sunday morning, I said, all right, he's weaned. I think I'm ready to go back to work. And then I had an email an hour later saying, can you fly to Melbourne to do this TV show on Tuesday? And I was really excited. And I was like, bitch is back, baby. And then I cried the whole flight leaving. It was only way for the day. Like it wasn't overnight, but it was just so much. Guilt isn't the word. I think I felt bad for being happy to be away from him, first of all, like to be enjoying myself. And I felt guilty that I was away from him and other people were with him. And I was like, he's going to forget me. And I was away for like seven hours. Did he forget you? <laughs> well, I had full face of makeup and straightened hair when I got home. So he was a bit like, who is this bitch? But I shocked myself. Mom? And do you know what else I found really interesting was that when I got, it was to do this, a show called The Cheap Seats in Melbourne, in Channel 10. And I know all the crew very well and they're wonderful, but supportive people. But the whole day I didn't want to like bring up the baby because I didn't want them to think that I was just obsessed with my baby and I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? I wanted them to think that I was like ready to go back to work and, you know, and not be that person that, you know, I I was like pretending the whole day that I was like this cool, like I'm a cool mom, back to work, don't care. What kids? I'm foot loose and fancy. And it started to make me kind of anxious about going back to work. Perfect honesty. I don't think I could put him in childcare. I think I'd be way too anxious and just beside myself. But then I was in childcare from when I was like three months old because mum was like, well, I had to go back to work. What was I going to do? Not work. You know, we need money. So how are you feeling about childcare, Vi? Because you've done the, you know, you did the the research and you, you inspected some places. I, for us, like I think a lot of people, I can't afford a nanny full time. No. And but I would rather childcare than a nanny. Yeah. I, I see. I would, ra- no, <laughs> I would rather a nanny. Like my mum would absolutely love to look after Finn full time. Finn loves my mum more than he loves me and Ash. And you know what? She we're means okay Ash, her husband, that. by the way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she said, once we were at Westfield with all the, me, Violet, the boys, and Tata, her mum, grandma, and um, Tata was holding Finn. <laughs> And Violet goes, watch this. <laughs> and she walks over to Finn and like, puts her arms out like, come to mummy. And he like turned away from her and nuzzled into his grandmother. And, she, and the look on Amal's face was like, yeah, as he should. <laughs> they're obsessed yeah. with each other. There's 
so obsessed with each other. So I would love mum to watch him, you know, full time, but I just think it won't be fun for her. Like it's, it's not fun. It's, you know, she has to drive over very early. So I'm getting look, older. He, he's currently booked into a childcare, but even this morning I was looking at trying to find a childcare closer to us. This is like a really big chain he's booked into. And I'm like, I want to find something that's a family friendly childcare um something a bit smaller and a bit more like boutique -y. and i i do think it'll be great for him he's he's almost one you know we've gotten to his one without any childcare, but he needs stimulation and i yeah i take him for walks yes i take him to the park but that's still not enough he needs so much he he's so smart he's so determined like he's just picked up a photo frame and he's trying to get the photo out of the frame <laughs> He's in everything. How did it feel for you with that first day that you went back to work and you left and you're having to concentrate on the show, which is very like a live radio show requires a lot. How did it feel being there? It, I, I cried on my way to work um, because I just felt sorry for myself. I don't know why I was feeling sorry for myself, but I cried on my way to work. And obviously everyone kept asking how he is. And I just was like you, I, I pretended like, I was fine and I didn't care that I was at work, but the whole time I had the lollipop live <laughs> on my phone whilst trying to watch a live show, whilst trying to answer phones, whilst trying to do everything. And I just watched him. I just had him there to the left. And anytime I felt bad, I'd look, I'd look, I was like, okay, he's still sleeping. Okay. Oh, there goes my, you know, Ash, my husband, he's picked him up and, you know, my mum called me. She FaceTimed me. <laughs> that would 100% be me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would I, be me too. Yeah, and everyone was so good about it. If you work with people who are great about it, uh, you're coming to work as a mother and you feel amazing. Like they, mm. you know, you don't feel like you can hide. You don't you, yeah. you don't need to hide anything. And I think it, what's important, if you're a mum and you, you have to hide these things, I can't even begin to imagine how, you know, you you would feel mm. like it's it's horrible so i'm very lucky that i didn't need to hide that i was upset mm. you know i cried multiple times throughout the, the first show yeah i genuinely <laughs> in my job especially if i want to go back to television yeah i feel like that's just not an option for me like i honestly feel like i have to just lie my way through it because i can't you know there's so many people vying for these jobs and i'm now at the point where i'm like bit older right so I'm competing against women that are 10 years younger than me for jobs who probably two sides are smaller not that we not that it matters but it matters let's be honest in the industry that I work in that have got the freedom to drop everything and hop on a flight or to do a shoot that has them away for five or six days so I genuinely do worry that I'm always and then it's like well if I choose to be away from him and choose a dream. Let's say I get a dream job and it means I have to go away for a week. Am I a shit human for going, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then getting a nanny or a grandparent or making my husband stay home from work, you know, like, and I shouldn't because men have done it for centuries, but it does feel different when you're the mom. Does that, is, what do you think? A hundred percent. Like I have thought my partner owns his own business and, um, I think when we spoke about going back to work, there's no, like he is generally gone before Ollie gets up 
and he comes home to have a shower with Ollie, like he does the bath time routine, and that's it. And I feel guilty for him that he doesn't get to spend any time with him. And I just don't – I could – myself do that but then I don't understand how like I guess for like Josh he knows he's providing for us and that's what he's contributing but I just don't understand how so many women have done it and I don't know if I like part of me feels weak that I'm not just like yeah let's get back to work this is going to be fun this is going to be awesome um but I just don't understand how it happens I don't get it isn't that so much of motherhood though is wondering how the hell everyone else has done it. Yeah. Like you think of all the people you know who have had one kid, two kids, three, and you're like, how the hell did all those times where I just took you for granted or thought, well, of course she's going to come back to work and get on with things. But then when you're in this situation, you realise that no matter what you do, and especially as a woman, no matter what, no matter what you do, there is a sacrifice involved. Finn has actually picked up a whole huge-ass <laughs> photo frame. He's naughty. That's bigger than him. <laughs> Do you know what, girls? As mums and as people trying to raise kids in these cities, we just have no choice. I mean, yeah. unless we are multi-millionaires, we... <laughs> That's the solution, girls. We need to be multi-millionaires. I can't believe we didn't think of it till now. I wonder where I apply. Oh my gosh, yes. yes. Seek.com. No. <laughs> no, I to be a million job millionaire. It's so, it's so hard, Ash. You know, like, yeah. you know, when you were talking about the, it's like we almost need to change our mindsets almost and be like, no, 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 I am going to be the first mum or the, the first mum who is one size bigger than that girl who is going to get on that TV or going to get whatever I want because. I am deserving of it, you know, like my family is deserving of it, you know, or or finding something that... That's right, because otherwise I contribute to the fact that nothing changes, right? Because there are mums on television. There are. Yes. You know, look at Carrie Bigman's got multiple children, you know, and and Chrissy Swan, there are women that do it, but I think I'm only just realising how much they have to put on that facade that I make this as easy. And they're not doing that to make us feel bad. They're doing that because they have to in order to do that job and to not lose that job to someone else, you know, and that I never realised the sacrifice that was being made. It's not enough to go, yeah, but they earn so much money to do it, it's fine. I don't think any money really will ever make that guilt go away or make that feel like a sacrifice. I feel like there's a part of it, like we judge ourselves so much because it's like, oh, we've got to go back to work, we know we've got to, but it's also, I think taking this step to not judge other mums that have gone back to work so that, you know, they don't feel judged um, because they're throwing, like, the judgment that you put on yourself is so hard. Like, they don't need judgment from other people. And I think that's probably another step that needs to be taken is stop putting, you know, judgment on mums that are back at work because I'm sure a lot of them don't want to be back at work. Like, they want to be with their babies. And I think it's one of those things that we, again – until you're in this situation. Like we read so much about people pushing governments to make it easier for women to go back to work, to pay us properly. And the reality is it is still so unfair and it's still so hard. Most women lose money going back to work because childcare costs so much. And I think it's so expensive, especially where we live, Sydney's eastern suburbs, where it can be up to nearly $200 a day. And who's clearing that much money after tax? You know what I mean? 
So I'm only just understanding in so many areas, not just money and work, that the system is set up for women and mothers especially to fail. And that's pretty bullshit. And I don't think that's going to change until we get more women in government, which is changing. I know that. But, you know, again, I don't know. But I think you're right. It's, it's, it's what we know, which is stop judging ourselves. But it's easier said than done. So, Abby, what are you going to do? When are you going to go back to work? Well, we have a childcare tour on Friday um, because the lady up the street, her bub is four months younger than Ollie and she told us about the childcare and how good it is. So we were like, right, let's do it. They can be friends. So I'm still set to go back. Well, good luck, my love. Um, Violet, before we go, any advice for Abby in September? You know, one thing that gets me through and it's something I just tell myself, everything I'm doing, I'm doing it for Finn. So Finn can have a better future. So, you know, that's if you tell yourself, I'm doing this for Ollie because I want Ollie to have great education. I want All Finn wants is the candle. He doesn't want a good education. He wants the candle you won't give him right now. <laughs> he wants to, he wants to say hello. He just wants he he, he loves he loves seeing himself. Look, he he just wants to say hello. That's it. Oh my he's in everything since the day I met him, that boy. He's he's nuts. So yeah, if you tell yourself if you tell yourself that, Abby, every everything I'm doing, I'm doing for Ollie and for for my family. I mean, I had no choice. I had to go back to work. I need money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I hope yeah. you said it's okay. If not, we can do it again when they're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> nah, It'll be the world's first podcast with a background of just baby noise the whole time. Love you, girls. That was awesome. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.